Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. Chris and Melissa here. Melissa, you've been killing it today on the podcast. We do have a lot of really cool interviews coming up. I just had two today, and I have two others that I've already done that I haven't released yet. So we have some really great interviews coming up. I'm really excited about, about the podcast. I'm going to do, I think in May, I'll release like a little summer series, just like helpful mm-hmm. things look forward to in the summer, a little resources for families. The summer series. Yeah, it's I like be that. Good. Melissa's planning to win when it comes to the family brand podcast. Uh, we love the podcast. I think we said this before, but Melissa and I would do this even if no one else listened. And we're grateful that you listened, <laughs> but we love doing it. And if you remember, I think it was last month uh, we introduced that, you know, we have these categories that when a family goes through the family brand program, the level up your program, whether that's the digital program or they hire us to do a group coaching or one-on-one, we walk them through a very intentional framework of how to create their family's values. And it's in these like seven core categories. And all of that is based off of this really comprehensive um, research, the most comprehensive research we've ever seen based on what makes up strong families. And so one episode each month, we're going to do it around one of our critical categories, one of the categories that is from the research that makes up strong families. And so we're going to refer to them as the strengths. And so this is, uh, we're going to talk about two of the strengths today. We belong and we appreciate. Because Chris is not as very excited about this, but we missed a month of talking about this. And so we have to do a little catch up. I'm not excited about what? (laughs) That we have to cram two strengths into one episode. I have this thing called Maximizer. I just can't get over the fact that we missed January. Yeah. I am though. I've come to grips with it. So that was, you know, that happened. So we're trying to try, trying to move through, move through, push through. So the first strength of strong families is we prioritize. We talked about that in February. And then again, this month we're going to talk about um, we belong and we appreciate. And again, these these aren't just our ideas. Oh, these would be useful things. Again, the most comprehensive, most in-depth research that's ever been done. And, and that's one of the things that was interesting about this research is these researchers set out, and it was like a 35-year research project. Yeah, 34, 35. Interviewed over um, 24,000 families all over the world, so over, I think, 60 researchers. And most of the research up to that point in time had been done around what makes families dysfunctional. Or what has families break down? And there's a lot of usefulness in knowing that. And these researchers said, why are we, why are we only studying what has families be dysfunctional and break down? Why don't we also do research on what has families be strong, connected, and happy, and grow together? And that was really intriguing to us. And we've, again, based a lot of our framework 
of shaping values around these these strengths. So we belong and, and we appreciate and we prioritize again was the first strength. You've heard us talk about belonging before. And the reason we have made it one of our core pillars that we talk about, not just in our program, but also in our community, uh, is because we believe that belonging is the heart and center of everything. If you can't, if we can't create a culture of belonging in our home to a degree, you could almost say that not much else matters. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, fundamental. And we do have, so I'm just going to say this at the beginning. I have this really cool handout. I don't know if you call it a handout. Probably not a handout. On our website, if you go to familybrand.com forward slash culture, it's, you put in your email and it sends you this thing that we made about belonging. And I'll tell you like how you can create more belonging, what is belonging like in a little bit more depth. So definitely check that out. if you want the physical handout, message us and we'll give you our address. <laughs> we'll give you the handout. Sometimes I don't know yeah. the, the words, the right words. To a use. Download. download. It's an amazing resource that Melissa Email. put together about the most critical piece. It, it is it is awesome. Familybrand.com forward slash culture. Tell you more about belonging. So there was a book that was written by a, a marketing group called We Are All the Same Age Now. Value graphics. And the whole point of this research in this book was to prove that the reason why we choose to buy from certain businesses and do business with them is because we share the same values. So it has more to do with sharing values than it does like our demographic or our psychographics. It's really about these shared values, which I totally believe as a business owner myself and having consulted lots of businesses, that is why we mostly support businesses. We share the same values. And to drive their point even further, they went out and did their own research and asked over half a million people from all different kinds of countries at different backgrounds, obviously, what do you value most as a human being? And it asks you in the book, before you flip the page, to guess the number one value of, of humanity, if you will, according to their research. And I thought family, uh, I know that a lot of people guess like honesty, integrity, and those are up there, but the number one value far and above, they said in their research was belonging. That's what we value more than anything is we just want to feel like we belong. And you know, if you've ever felt like you didn't belong, if you've ever felt alone or that you weren't accepted or that you were shunned, you know how hard that is. And what's interesting is you can be in a family, not feel like you belong, and you can not be in a family and still have a sense of belonging because of a community or a group of people. And so for us, that is the most important aspect of all the family brand. If you asked us, what is the most important thing for you and Melissa? And I'm speaking for Melissa, but you can share if you do, if you disagree. It's not our family's mission statement. It's not our family's vision statement. It's not our family's values. We love all of those. They're incredible. They're transformative in our family. It's how well are we doing at creating a culture of belonging and what can we do to improve and be better at creating a culture of belonging, which essentially we define as you've created this environment that your, your family just wants to, they want to be in your home. They feel wanted. They feel seen, they feel loved, they feel accepted. And that just feels amazing as a human being. And I think as long as we can create a culture of belonging in families, then we can create anything. Yeah. And I do agree with what you're saying. I would take it even a little bit further and say it's a culture where the children know that they are loved. Everyone in the family knows that they are loved unconditionally. There's nothing they can do or say that would change any of that for you as their as their parent. I think that is also 
to me kind of a definition of belonging. And I think in that type of culture, it's more likely that you would also raise children who would love themselves because they feel like, oh, it's okay to be who I am. People like me for who I am. So I can like who I am, which I think is huge because I think so many kids in the world and, and adults today question whether they like who they are and whether they believe in themselves. And so if we can, if we can create a culture of belonging, I think it really contributes to uh, raising children who know who they are, love who they are, believe in who they are. And we as adults know who we are, love who we are, and believe in who we are. And so if you want more of the how-tos around that, again, familybrand.com forward slash culture. And I, one actionable thing though to take from this episode is if you just asked yourself the question, if you just sat with the question of who would I need to be as a parent to create a more belonging in our home? You just sat with that question, meditated, prayed, pondered, whatever it is, went on a walk and just sat with the question of who would I need to be in my home as a leader to create more of a culture of belonging? I think you'll have some really profound insights and answers. And, and some of the families that have actually been through, I remember one family in particular went through our group program with a, um, so we have this group program that families can um, go through with us. And we usually do about 10 families and it's called the Level Up Your Family Program. And they went through to have us help them put all this together. And they're, they were really struggling with their 14-year-old son at the time. And when, when we got to the part in the third module of our program around shaping your actual values, we take all seven of these categories, all seven of the strengths, and we, we tell the family, obviously, here's the seven categories. And then we give them about 20 different ideas just to get them started in these seven categories. And their 14-year-old son at that time, he's, they said he doesn't talk to us. He doesn't show affection. He won't interact with us. He wants nothing to do with us. And he's becoming more and more distant. And he had no interest in participating in this, in the family brand program. However, they, on this, at this time, we gave him the advice, well, just go hand him the worksheets tonight when you do this as a family and just at least put them in front of them. And so they put all seven worksheets with again, 20 possible ideas in each. So 140 total. And he circled one idea in one category. And it was our, uh, under the, we talk, which contributes a lot to belonging. And the thing he circled was everyone has a voice. And they asked him about it. Which we talk, that's another strength of strong families that we'll get into in a, in a couple months. Yeah, that one's coming. Yeah. And they asked him, why did you circle that? And he said, because I don't feel like I have a voice in this family. I don't feel like I can say what I truly want to say. I don't feel like I can be who I want to be. I don't feel like I'm accepted. And I mean, his parents were floored, like, and it really broke their hearts and they were also grateful that he shared that with them. And so the mom really in this family said, look, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to like discipline him and be on him all the time about his school. And for a period of time, I'm just going to love him. I'm just going to accept him for who he is. Even if it's things that I really have to like, really try hard to look past, but I'm just going to really try to, yeah, really do everything and like ask myself, who would I need to be as his mom to help him feel like he belongs? And she said over time, she didn't really do a whole lot like anything like one little thing magical it was just that thought of showing up from that way and she sent us this video testimonial in tears she had to record it a few times because she was like my 14 year old son out of nowhere is like talking to me and he like came up and hugged me and like he's talking to me so much by the way it's like we've kind of created a monster like i got i have the stuff i got to, i gotta get done and i've got to do but it's just it's just amazing when you help someone feel like they belong what it can do for the relationship and i think you know, as I'm thinking about our family right now, I'm thinking that 
there's probably one or two kids that maybe don't feel as much like they belong as maybe some of the others. So I think that would be something to look at too. Look at too, does everyone in our family feel like they belong? Or maybe there's an opportunity for us to connect a little bit more with maybe one of our children so that they can feel that more. Because I don't think it's necessarily, um, you know, I think it can be the reality of the family culture can be different for mm-hmm. one person than it is for maybe everyone else. So something to think about. That's a really interesting point. I actually think that we don't think about that enough in a family of two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Those are all individuals that might not be in likely or not having the same experience of being in that family. Yeah. They're not all experiencing the culture the same way. And one of the things that we have families do when they start a level up your family program is we actually have every member of the family take this assessment. And on a scale of one to five, they kind of rate their family in these four critical areas that we think are the most important areas to kind of be paying attention to as a family. And then they look at their collective combined scores. There's been a lot of families actually who have come back and said, wow, that was insightful because my wife or my husband or my, our son or our daughter scored way differently than the rest of us. And it's like, yeah, what, how can we get some insight and a pulse on what's the experience that we're all having of this home? And does it feel like a home of belonging for all of us or for some of us? Yeah. How would you do that real quick before we move on to, we appreciate, how would you do a quick assessment or how would you, I think it's useful to think about, but how could you maybe even, what's a conversation you would have with each of your children and would you do it one-on-one to just even kind of gauge? I don't want to keep sending people to the website. This is not, not intentional, but I actually have some of those questions on the website. Mm. It's um, familybrand.com forward slash quiz. It's a family culture quiz. And you could take some of those questions, but it's just some basic questions like, um, I think one of them is how often, if you're married, how often are you and your spouse having a date night? Do you have conversations that are difficult at times, meaning like um, tricky subjects, like whether it's um, like Ivy, <laughs> she's in fifth grade and she just had at school, she just had the, uh, they called it the maturation program. <laughs> At school. So it's like, are we having conversations? Like, am I having my conversations with Ivy about, you know, becoming an adolescent and whatever? Or are those, are those hard conversations things that we're shying away from? That's part of talking as a family. You have to talk about things as a family. Anyway, that's, those are just two random examples of the questions that are, that are on the quiz. But, um, so I would send people over there to look at those questions. And another thought I had was, I actually think it could be really useful and I think your children would appreciate it. They might feel, if, you, if you're not, if you haven't done this a lot, they might feel a little bit like, why are we doing this? I think if you took each of your children one-on-one, whether, whether they knew it was actually happening or it was just in, a, in the car driving somewhere so they didn't really see it coming, then you just ask like, hey, I'm curious, like, what is, what is your experience of being in our family? What is being in our family like for you? And you might not get a really in-depth answer the first time. You might have to have that. But I think that's a really interesting conversation to, have, to be in is what is your, what's it like for you and our family? What's your experience of our, being in our family? Yeah. Or you could even ask them, do you feel like you belong here in our family? Is there something we could do that would have you feel like you fit in more, that you belong more here? Yeah. What could we do to help you feel more loved and accepted in our family? Totally. Those would be good ones, Dad. 
throw into the, our weekly check-in this Sunday? Yeah. Okay, we appreciate. I love this quote. Uh, it says, the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated by William James. And, you know, I think, I don't think this is uncommon um, or common to just our family. I think a lot of families could relate that it seems like a lot of times the only thing that gets noticed and acknowledged is what is not working or what someone didn't do or what we don't like about someone. And I think it takes a little more, and I think that, is easy. It comes really natural for us. It comes natural to us to find the things that aren't working and point them out. I think it takes a lot more work and intention to actually look for and share the things that we appreciate about each other. So we appreciate is the next strength. And that's what they talked about in this research is these strong families just, they just have this deep appreciation for one another and they express their appreciation for one another. And again, I think this was a really big wake up call for Melissa and I when we first started working on really improving our marriage after being separated was this realization that was kind of hard to realize, but useful then that was the only things that we seemed to appreciate or notice was what wasn't working in our marriage, what we didn't like about our marriage, what we didn't like about each other and what we didn't want. And it took a lot of work to go from that to starting to spend more energy on well, what do we like about our marriage? What do we like about each other? What is working? And so I think appreciation is totally a muscle that you can build and grow, but you have to look for it. In my experience, at least, you don't have to look for the things that you don't like. You don't have to look for the things that annoy you about your family. You don't have to look for the things that bother you. That's just in front of you. But I do think you have to put some real intention into looking for ways to actively appreciate members of your family. It reminds me of a podcast episode we did a long while back, actually. I'll link to it. It's called, um, I think it's called like Pick the Flowers and Not the Weeds. But it talks about how it is, like Chris is describing, it's so easy to do. Just pick pick those, um, just pick at those little things that, that you're seeing that your kids are doing that are like driving you crazy or that you just think. I'd, as parents, we just want to see our children just grow and develop and fit in and all the things so I feel like at least for me sometimes when I see my kids doing things I like just want to like correct them and and pick at them because I care about them but I think the experience of my kids is sometimes like just let me be so it's basically this idea of with our children are we focusing on the negative things or are we emphasizing the good things that they're doing and doing more of that emphasizing those good things that they're doing. And it reminds me of one of the very first episodes we did around language that's been, to this day, people still, you know, tell us about it, talk about it. Was it episode number two? I think so. Your, your language or your words create the culture in your home. But talking about language, and you've heard us say this on the podcast before, I think, but we believe that language is the fundamental element of creation. Like you can't speak and it not create. And we literally create people with our words. So if, if the thing I'm constantly saying to Melissa or to my children is around the things that they don't do well or the things that they should be doing better or the things they're not doing, not only am I not expressing appreciation and not, not only am I helping them feel like they don't belong, I'm literally creating them to be more of that. But if I can start to catch them doing incredible things and acknowledge them and express appreciation for them. Not only is that empowering and help them feel like they belong, 
I'm creating them with my words to be more of that and to like live into it. And, and a really simple example that comes to mind for me is one day, uh, a couple of our kids were playing and we let them make this huge mess and it was fun and it was awesome. And I was like, all right, now, you know, it's time to clean up. And one of our children who all protect the innocent, um, or the guilty didn't want to pick up at all. And the other child was, you know, picking up, um, and, and being really helpful. And at first I found myself getting after the child who wasn't picking up and noticing that. And I had this thought and said, I switched and I started appreciating the child who was picking up and not focusing on the negative and just, but just appreciating and acknowledging and expressing my appreciation. And within like two seconds after a couple of minutes of kind of arguing with this other child, that child jumped right in. And it was like, it was just really profound to me in that moment. Simple example, but my two seconds of appreciation created more positivity and belonging than two minutes of criticism and had that child no more likely or willing or wanting to help pick up. Yeah. I think the other part of this we appreciate is um, it also includes like showing affection. We show appreciation and affection. Is there... Anything you'd say about that? Yeah, I, I just think it's important to show affection. Uh, one of the things in my mind is just an intention. I think every morning, I don't even know if my family's caught on, but I try to give everyone in my family a 10-second hug. And I just count it in my mind to 10. I don't know if I've ever told you that or have I shared that with you? No, surprise. And I think important to show affection you know, consistently, not just you know, once a day or once in a while. And, and I don't know, and, and maybe especially for men, I think it's really important to do that. But yeah, I think affection is a really important thing in a family. And, and, it's, think, part, and it's part of the way I think you can show appreciation. Yeah. And I think every family is different. Like if I'm thinking about different families I've known, you know, throughout my life, my mom's side of the family, I felt like showed more affection than my dad's side of the family. For example, when I went to the family reunions with my mom's family, everyone was hugging more and there's more affection in that way. Whereas in my dad's family, it's just a little more um, stoic be the right word. I don't know. Just there wasn't as much affection. So I think some of that does just have to do with your family dynamics and culture. But I think regardless of what you learned growing up or what you are naturally inclined to do, it is important to show affection. So maybe that's something to look at. Like, do you feel like you're at you're adequately showing affection to your family, to your kids, to your, even to your spouse. Yeah. And it's, and I can't remember the quote exactly, but like what, what gets noticed grows or what gets, and again, it's like, what are we appreciating? And are we spending more time appreciating or are we spending more time criticizing? Are we spending more time acknowledging the good? Or are we spending more time pointing out the negative and you should, and you're supposed to. And, and that's, it's really comes like we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Like it kind of drives me crazy that we didn't do we prioritize in January. I'm a maximizer based on this thing. And so the, I have a real I have to really watch that myself. I by nature am really critical and I'm always trying to help my family upgrade and be at the next level. But it's not useful most of the time when I'm coming from that place. Like if my kid has an amazing game, for example, in a in a sport. The very, my nature, very first thing that comes to me, and I have to, I've had to work on this, it, st it still comes from, comes to me. I just have to work on not saying it, 
if they could have played an amazing game but made one little mistake, and my tendency would be rather than appreciate what they did well, would be to focus on that one thing. And again, in my mind, to serve them, but it's not serving them. And in fact, a lot of times if I just really appreciate them, they'll come to me and say, hey, is there anything I could have done better? And so, yeah, just think what, what, what you appreciate is what gets created and what you show affection to gets is what you create more of. And I think the amazing thing, like you're sharing, because I, you know, we've been married for 18 years, so I've, I've seen changes like in our family and I know you've seen changes in me and I've seen changes in you. Is you, you aren't as inclined to go to, to that, that maximizer or that, or that critical as much as, as it used to be. So I think, you know, if you're listening to this, I hope it doesn't ever sound like, oh, I'm not, I'm not these things and it feels discouraging, but these are all things like that we're working towards too, that are definitely achievable that you can, you can work towards over time and it will make your family even stronger than it is right now. Yeah. And, and, and that little idea of a 10 second hug every morning, I also try to show more affection than that throughout the day. But for me, it's almost like a little hack that I've kind of automated it mm -hmm. where it's, I don't even have to think about it. It's just going to happen. So it's like one way. And, and I love starting the day off with that is very first thing, every member of my family, 10 second hug, and I kiss every, all of them. And then I've also noticed that throughout the day, there's nothing stopping me. And it just, but it just takes the intention and the focus. Like I can pass by my kids multiple times a day and never physically touch them. Or I can just kind of make it a habit that every time I walk by them, I just like touch them in an affectionate way. Or like walking by them really quickly, I just give them a quick kiss on that cheek or quick kiss on the head. And I think we probably take for granted that that really matters to our kids and our family. Yeah. So this week, uh, some takeaways I think would be noticing how you're showing affection and deciding maybe it is just, maybe that's a good place to start giving that, that 10 second hug in the morning. And then also uh, really looking at your family and thinking, does everyone in our family feel like they belong here? Have we created a culture and environment where everyone has that experience of belonging? We feel like we've had so many people leave us these really beautiful reviews on our podcast. And we don't often share those. And part of us, I would say the biggest intention we have around sharing them is just to say thank you for these amazing reviews and to know that people are out there listening is making a difference and invite you that if you like the podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review. It means the world to us and share it with someone. Okay. So this um, review is from Melissa Totten, which I actually met her in real life in January. Yeah, Melissa, January. If, you're, if you're listening to this, we... Uh, Appreciate you and Eric so much. We'd love to get to meet you in Austin. Yes. Um, so when we met in January, we told her we had a podcast, but then I didn't even know that she had follow up. So thank you for, for doing this review. So it says, I've just found this podcast and feel very inspired to implement some of these ideas and insights into my own family. Thank you and keep the great content coming. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you to all of you who listen and show us love. We love you back. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed 
because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.